Welcome back to another episode of Birdie and the Cowboys Sports Talk. Today we just plan on kind of going over the Alabama-Ohio State National Championship game, going over some stats, and just our thoughts on the season, and uh, maybe an outlook for next season as well. So let's just jump into it. We all know Alabama absolutely whooped Ohio State 52-24 being the final score. Mac Jones had a great game, threw for five touchdowns. Just a, a balanced and dominating performance from the Alabama Crimson Tide. What's your thoughts on this game, Jay? Yeah, man, what more can you say? The Alabama defense had heard all the talk all week. Ohio State, Justin Fields is going to have a game on the ground, through the air, blah, blah, blah. Well, we've seen it. It didn't happen. He had one big scamper, and that really upped their rushing totals. But uh, it was just a ma- – Alabama was in man, and it was just really a linebacker. Uh, Dylan Moses had to cover the running back, so just a wide-open running lane. Outside of that, they really didn't do much on the ground. Uh, of course, Trey Sermon got hurt the first drive. But you just seen the Alabama team utterly dominate Ohio State. Their secondary was so good. Chris Olave had no answer for uh, Pat Sertain, who should be the first cornerback off the board. Let's be honest. The dude's an absolute baller. What else can you say? Offensively, Matt came out and done his thing and wasn't even the best player. Mm-mm, I mean, Devontae that's the crazy Smith thing. Devontae Smith played one half of football, had 215 receiving yards and three TDs and one half of football. Uh, at this point, if you're a high state defense, you feel like an idiot for saying you wanted Bama, you wanted Devontae. I'm not going to call no names out, but you know who it was. He ran his mouth a little too soon. He didn't really want Devontae. So uh, you've seen that as the game progressed. Najee Harris had a game through the air and on the ground, which is what NFL scouts were wanting to see. But let's talk about the pressure this Alabama defense put on Ohio State. They, they only had one sack, but they, they were in the backfield all night. And uh, the difference in this ball game to me was Ohio State could not get in the backfield. Alabama was living in the backfield. Justin Fields had hardly any clean pocket throws all night, which is crazy to me because we've heard all season this Ohio State offensive line was about the closest thing to Bama outside of the Army O-line, but you seen what happened. It's a dominating performance for Alabama. Christian Barmore played great. From that defensive line position at Alabama, he was getting in the backfield. He had the one sack as well for Alabama. Let's go ahead and break down some stats right here. Alabama had 621 total yards on offense to Ohio State's 341. That is absolutely dominating over a good Ohio State team. 464 passing yards, 157 on the ground. They averaged almost eight yards of play, which is insane against an Ohio State who really pride themselves on defense in the Big Ten. But the SEC just exposed it uh, last night. Alabama had 33 first downs. They were 6 for 11 on third down, 100% on fourth down with 2 for 2. They ran 83 total plays. Ohio State only got to run 62. And the last one I'd like to go over is the time of possession for Alabama was 37 minutes and 26 seconds. Ohio State only had the ball for 22 minutes and 34 seconds. That is just insane, an insane stat. But, I mean, if you look at it, you got to kind of expect this from Alabama. They're just going to dominate you either way. So, And I'll go ahead and tell you something crazier. For those of you who watched the game, you know this. Alabama could have beat them worse. On two Ohio State scoring drives, Alabama dropped an interception. So you're talking about a game that really could have got out of hand like 63-10. So, uh, 52-24 is closer than really the game was, as Ohio State had a lot of chances to score in the red zone from Alabama miscues. You just hate to see it on the national championship level. But, uh, I mean, can we get a roll tide, Birdie? Roll tide. I'll give it to you. Roll tide. There we go. SEC all day.
Now we got to go ahead and discuss what everybody's wanting to discuss. Is Mac Jones better than the GOAT himself, Joe Burrow? What's your thoughts on this? I'm not going to say he's better than Joe Burrow. I think Joe Burrow will have a better NFL career than Mac Jones just because Mac Jones, I mean, he's a game manager if you look at it. See, he's I, not as I athletic hate, as Joe Burrow. I hate Burrow. to hear that because Mac Jones is not a game manager. He can make every throw on the field. He doesn't go out there and let everybody hold, let everybody make him. Look at the second half. He drove the field with riders, with John Mechie, with uh, Xavier Williams, Slade Bolden. He does. He didn't have to have Devontae Smith in the second half. Credit the game was already won, but still, that's just a testament to how good he is. I, I hate that term, uh, game manager, but I do agree with you. The GOAT himself, Joe Burrow, is the greatest college football quarterback to ever play. But the next question, is this the best Alabama team Nick Saban's ever had? I think it is the best Alabama team Saban's ever had. Can you imagine what how they probably would have been more dominant this year in a non-COVID season? Because can you imagine the home atmosphere for them? 15 games. 15 games. They would have been 15-0, and 0, which is, would be, what, only the third or second team to yeah. play to go 15-0 and 0 and win yeah. a national championship? Well, you got to also think Devontae Smith might have went for 2,300, 2,400 receiving yards. Yeah, he would because he would have two more games under his belt. And he's known to have 300 yard receiving games. So just take your pick. I think Alabama, this is the best Alabama football team Nick Saban has ever coached. I'm just going to go ahead and say that. I will go ahead and agree with you on that statement. It's not the most talented team he's ever had, but it is the best. The best overall, the best team that bought into the process. This is the best. You've heard Nick Saban preach about it the past few seasons on why Alabama wasn't so good. They weren't trusting the process. They weren't coming in, working, and getting things done. This team did it, and you see the reward. This team, there, there wasn't a team in the country who could touch them. And the, so the next question is, is this the greatest football team of all time over last year's LSU ball team? I'm really not sure. LSU got those 15 games. Alabama only got 13. I think if they would have both played 15, probably would have to take Alabama. But LSU had those two more games. I'm Joe happy. Burrow did have the greatest season of all time. They had Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson back uh, at receiver. They had Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Alabama does have a better running back. I think Najee Harris is better than Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. You're saying Jamar Chase is better than Devontae Smith? No, I think Devontae Smith okay. is better. But I'm so just you're saying, saying Alabama has the better receiver better, and the better running better back. Better receiver, better uh, running back. But I just think LSU. Which O-line is better? I got to give it to the Alabama. Bama's O line this year is definitely better than LSU. Okay, so hold on, hold on. Defensively, defensively, Birdie, who's better defensively? Alabama this year, LSU last year? I think that's a draw. I don't know, honestly. That's a tricky one. I think it's a draw. I think you have to give it to LSU because they did go 15 0. They played those two more games. Joe Burrow had the best college football season of all time. I'm going to have to disagree with you on this one, Birdie. I'm going with this Bama team, and it's not my Bama bias. I'm simply stating. Could LSU have done it in a COVID year? They were not together as a team. This team is the greatest football not team Ed of all time. Nick Saban done it in a year where it wasn't supposed to be done. That's Dominated true. the whole schedule. Can you imagine if Nick Saban would have drew Dabo Sweeney? You're talking about avenging a big loss from a few years ago? Alabama would have cakewalked Clemson. Yeah, they would have cakewalked Clemson. Even worse than they did Ohio State. It's probably been... 60-something to maybe 13 or 17. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. There wasn't with a team perhaps in, the number one pick at quarterback yeah, Clemson. There wasn't a team in the country who could run with Alabama this year. And I'm not sure the LSU team from last year could run with this Alabama team. you got to remember, Brady, LSU won by what, five last year over Alabama? 
Mm-hmm. Are you they saying they gave up a lot of points? Are you they saying gave up a comeback? This Alabama team is not as good as last. You done said this is the best Alabama team ever. So in a game, who are you taking? In a game, I don't know because there's there's no telling <laughs> what the game would be like, a COVID year or non-COVID. So you're saying so this Alabama team would beat them for sure at LSU last year if this was the team. It's not a question. It's not a question. You think Alabama would run this LSU team over from last I'm year? not saying run them over, but I think those two teams are the greatest of all time. You can give me your 1A, 1B type thing. It's just my 1A is Alabama. In a game at LSU, I'm, I would take this Alabama team 48-45. At Bama, I would take this Alabama team maybe 56-42. That's I think, respectable. I think this Alabama team is that good. Defensively, they are miles ahead of where they were last year. That's true, and they're young This defense. O-line is miles ahead of where it was last this year. This offensive line might be the greatest offensive line I've ever seen in college ball. Every position you would say it's the greatest, except for – Defense and quarterback. And quarterback. That's just, you know. So, I mean, come on now. I mean, I, I just have to say it. This style of team is the greatest of all time, which leads us to our next point, Birdie. Do you think in a regular year that other teams who had a bit more talent could catch up to this team? In the, in the future years. In the future years, do you see a team with a bit more talent catching up to this team, or do you think it was just – the togetherness, the family of this team. I think it's just what they had to go through this season. This was a COVID year. This is not easy to do what they just did to Ohio State. And a season as a whole, there wasn't, there will not be another Alabama team like this at all. Considering that this team trusts the process, they really bought into what Saban wanted to do, and they had to do it under COVID. The, all those guys, people don't understand. Okay, COVID, blah, 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 blah. If you really buy in, you will, you will not go anywhere but practice in your game because you don't want to get corona because that can mess up your whole team. And that's what you've seen from this Alabama team as Nick Saban got hated on for letting his players go home for Christmas. That Yet he doesn't have a single COVID case. Yeah, so the only COVID case this year was Coach Saban. Yeah. But the missed probably... game. The missed game is the only COVID case for starters missing games was Nick Saban. And I think uh, – uh, Evan Neal was in the protocol, but he didn't have it. He didn't have so, it. So, shout out to Alabama because what – What a way to handle it. I, I mean, think uh, Alabama – Alabama did very good on the, – they were the best team under COVID. Georgia was probably somewhere in there because they might have – Georgia did dang good with it. They too. did good as well. Cincinnati. I just want to give a shout out Cincinnati to Cincinnati played amazing They handled year. business this year. With the COVID year, they handled business. Is it is all right, here's a very – very, very controversial question. Was this the best group of five team ever? Or the, or the, are they better than that UCF team that one year that beat Auburn? Birdie, you know I hate to do you like this. Cincinnati should have beat Georgia. This is the best group of five team we have seen. Of all time. Better than the Boise State that beat Hold Oklahoma. on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You're saying all time. I thought we were talking no, I'm the talking college about, football era. College football playoff era. You're talking no. about BCS era included. All time. I don't know that this team, this team was better than some of those Boise State teams or some of those Hawaii teams who could throw it all around the field and drop 50 on you every year. Very true. Uh, as much as I would like to say it. They're definitely top three, though. They're top three. I can think of a I'm few gonna go Boise Boy- teams. I'm going to go the Boise State team that beat Oklahoma in yeah. the, what was the, Fiesta Bowl? Or yeah, the- Fiesta Bowl. And then – it's number two is between that UCF team that went undefeated and claimed the Natty, 
or this year's Cincinnati team? Who are you taking? I'm taking this year's Cincinnati team because that UCF team, I think they were a bit overrated. They didn't beat anybody that just jumped off the page to me. Everybody likes to talk about that win over Auburn they had. Auburn's best running back and was not playing in that game. Carry on Johnson. Carry on Johnson. That's pretty much was Auburn's whole scheme all year was feed it to carry on, feed it to carry on, feed it to carry on. How can and you let's claim, also be honest, Jarrett Stidham was a little overrated. Yeah. How can you claim that win as a signature win when the best player on that team didn't play in that game? That's my question for you. That's true. Uh, compared to this Cincinnati team who beat everybody on the schedule and nobody's really missing. Pretty easy except for Tulsa. That was their and one slip-up game, and, and Tulsa, Tulsa is not a bad team. Tulsa had a defender who swept the defensive awards this year, you know? So, I mean, you can't sit here and tell me Tulsa's a bad team. Ritter had a great season. This was a great Cincy team. I'd put them number two all time. And then Group UCF at number three? Or are you going to go with another Boise team at number three? The one that beat Florida State. Not not recently, but I, I back, back in the day. I, honestly, I think Boise State was the best to ever do it in the group of five. Boise State got crapped out of the situation because if the playoff era would have been back then, we're talking about a Boise team who might have a ring. They'd probably have one or two. I, I, would, I wouldn't say two, but one I would say sure. one for sure. Okay. That number one Boise State team would have won a ring that year. Yeah, Cincinnati was definitely – they bought out this year. Let's look at the final rankings – for this season, because they did come out with that, Coastal's got to be talked about as a top five group of five team of all time. Yeah. BYU got to talk about them. Um, it's just insane what the group of five has been doing in these recent years. It's crazy. So this year, this is. I don't think that one's updated. This yet. one is not updated, but go to the AP. I know they released their updated one. There it is. Here it is. The A&M over Notre Dame. Oh, let's talk about that while we're talking about this. I like it. I don't think A&M – I think A&M got cheated too because I think A&M could have played Bama better than Ohio State did and Notre Dame. It was the same score. Yeah. And but that was earlier in the season before A&M really got rolling too. Do you think this A&M team got crafted out of a playoff bid? Yeah, Notre Dame had no business being in it. Everybody was hyping up the ACC and both teams got smacked. They should have put Texas A&M in there over Notre Dame, and I said it from the jump. The only thing is, if they would have put it in Notre Dame, nobody will see Alabama Notre Dame again. I think they should have put Alabama A&M again. It should. I think it should have been Alabama and Ohio State and Clemson. And well, let's talk about that. Does A&M, A&M beat Clemson? Oh yeah, for I sure. think I think they do as well. They would have beat them worse than Ohio State beat them. I Clemson. Think... Okay, they had. They have the number one pick at quarterback, blah, 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 blah. But this what year. What else did they really th- have? They didn't have much this year. Their offensive line did not play good. Their defensive line was, was not. Young. Was young. We'll was give young. Credit, young. But Which still, I don't see them being amazing like the past. And you can't really use the young excuse on this defensive line when you got five stars. Because they're all five stars. KJ Henry, five star, Brian Mazee, five star, Miles Murphy, five star, Xavier Thomas. And all the guys they have that were program guys. Skalski. I don't want to hear that young crap about their D-line. Clemson just had a team this year who was not built to win a natty. It, seemed, the it honestly seemed like they didn't play as a team. I think the, that, COVID, the COVID era might have hurt them a little that, bit. And what's hurt Clemson to me watching them this year was simply the fact that they were so unathletic. Like they pride themselves on Isaiah Thomas type dudes who can play that hybrid Isaiah Simmons. Isaiah Simmons, my fault. Sorry about Xavier Thomas. But anyways, uh, Stowski, he was not very athletic. In the secondary, you had Venable's son. He's not very athletic. 
You had uh, what was the also, what was the other safety? Venable son also played. He had another one played linebacker. linebacker. He's not he's athletic. athletic. He's Skulls, he's athletic, not athletic. But he's not good. Overly athletic. Exactly. Uh, they're just their system guys. They know what yeah. they're doing, but they just can't. I mean, Clemson. Do it. Clemson's got to realize when you play against teams with a Justin Fields like quarterback and a running back like Trey Sermon, the Najee Harris is in the world. It's not like the ACC anymore. Now you got to have athletic backers who can move side to side. That's why whenever we've seen uh, uh, Kane, I can't remember his last name, their backup linebacker who came in, Kane Patterson, I want to say, he came in and done a better job against the run than Stowski did. That's because he's an athletic guy mm-hmm. who could get down uh, hill fast and lay the hammer, which is what you need, which is what Clemson needed this year, and they just didn't have that. Their secondary was not all that hot this year. DeAndre Kendrick, he's a first-round draft grade. I don't see how anybody could – even pretend like he's a first rounder in this draft class compared with the other corners on the board. Sertan, LeCount, all those uh, guys. Yeah, I mean, you got a bunch of fairly from uh, Virginia Tech. But uh, um, I think that I think that Clemson fans should be worried about next season is their receivers. There they is didn't that. bring anybody great in. I think Justin Ross might be coming back, which is going to be. The only good thing for them, but you really want to see a guy break. And their out. offensive line isn't going to get better. Nah. You really want and to see Ulong a guy break He's going to be a young quarterback. I, the I, only I reason think... Trevor Lawrence made Clemson look good is because he had experience and he knows what he's doing. His offensive line was not good, so you got to give Trevor Lawrence credit for he had a good oh, season I, I considering it, his offensive credit. line played like garbage. But what else? What else I'm going to say is I think DJ might be more talented than Trevor. I'm not saying Does he, he have a, a higher ceiling. Yeah. I'm not saying he was the better quarterback for this Clemson team. Don't take it like that at all. Trevor had a better had a has a higher IQ than DJ, and, and he has with a, a guy feel like Trevor, you have to start him. Yeah, just and he's got a better feel for the game. But DJ, athletically, is way more gifted than Trevor. Yeah, athletically speaking, he is better than Trevor. But with the way Clemson wants to do things, their system. And yeah. Trevor Lawrence. Was oh, Trevor TV. fit the system perfect. So Dabo's going to have to change up his system for next season, and he's going to have young I, guys. I don't think he has to change up for DJ because DJ's that tall, big-bodied quarterback. I think he can do more with DJ. What he tried to do with Trevor with those little, uh, I mean, they work the QB snakes, the read option stuff like that. With DJ, that's going to be deadly because the guy's way bigger than Trevor, and I. Pretty and sure he's, he's a little bit faster than Trevor. And he's more athletic. So, I mean, that's what you got to look at. Let's go ahead and continue with the rankings. Right, so, the final rankings by the AP poll this season was Alabama at number one. They had 61 first-place votes. Of course, they did. Ohio State at two. Clemson at three over A&M. A&M at four. Notre Dame five. Oklahoma six. Is Oklahoma really this good where they jump Georgia and Cincinnati after their big bowl win against Florida? A depleted you- Florida team. A Florida team that was depleted and uh, didn't even care about the game, let's no. be honest. Uh, I mean, Florida, you've seen what they did to Alabama. Florida might have been the second best team in the country when they were healthy. That's true. So, but, but, but that's side of the point. So, we have Georgia at seven after Oklahoma. We have Cincinnati at eight, the highest ranking group of five teams. Iowa State at nine, Northwestern at ten. They're giving Northwestern a lot of credit at ten. Yeah. Which, I, they're I not a bad I ball team. I didn't like that. But I don't like that. I think you got to put BYU, who's at 11, at number 10. Indiana at 12. Florida, 13. Coastal, Carolina at 14. Louisiana, 15. Iowa, 16. Liberty, 17. North Carolina, 18. Texas at 19. I don't like that at all. Man. Why are they even in the top 25? Oklahoma State at 20. USC, 21. Miami somehow got in the top 25. 
Ball State's at 23, San Jose State at 24, and Buffalo at number 25. Other receiving votes was App State, Tulsa, Army, Oregon, Texas Tech, Memphis, TCU, UAB, Washington, North Carolina State, Nevada, Wisconsin, West Virginia, and Marshall. So, out of this list, Miami should not be on there. And... Ball State probably shouldn't be on there. Buffalo probably shouldn't be over there. I think you got to put App State over Buffalo. And you have to, honestly, you have to rank Tulsa with the way they played Cincinnati. Yeah. Tulsa's uh, been good all season. Another thing is the group of five has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven in the top 25. Big time year for the group of five. You might can call it a COVID season, but next year we'll see. Coastal. They're not losing that many people. Coastal might be even better next season. Louisiana, they're not losing too much, I don't think. Liberty might be losing a little bit, but Liberty is a deep group of five team. Uh, Liberty also played outstanding in their win over Coastal Carolina, which was a great game if you missed it. But congratulations to the group of five. They had a great season. Arsenal, you, I mean, also you have to you have to look at the Tulsa's, the App States. Nevada's played good this year. And Marshall, they all played good in UAB, so... Congratulations to the group of five. They they came out and showed that little schools can still get it done against some of these big-time schools. Yeah, big-time congrats there. Now to end the show, Brody, let's talk about our early rankings for next season. Who you got at one? Bama at one. Number two, I'll take A&M at two. I'm putting A&M at two. I was leaning that way, but Kellerman's going pro. I still like A&M at two. Ohio State three, Georgia four, Clemson five. That's my top five for next season. I can't really name six through 25, but my top five in that order is Bama, A&M, Ohio State, Georgia, Clemson. All right, so uh, my top five is looking like this. Alabama's going to be young next year, uber talented, but they're going to be young. The defense should carry, though. So I'm going to put Alabama at number two. Really? At number one, I'm leaning Oklahoma. They're bringing the whole team pretty well back. At number three, right now, I'm probably going to go A&M. At number four, Georgia. And at number five, Clemson. So, I didn't even have Oklahoma in my top five, I think, though. I think I'm going to put them at six. I just, I don't have faith in the Big 12 at all. Oklahoma, I'm sure not they return everybody. End the year that they way. will not end it, but I don't think. I think Alabama is definitely going to be number. There's no way. That yeah, they, you can't drop them down after winning the national no. championship. We've seen that over previous years. So Oklahoma could be at two. Clemson. I'll give you maybe a two, but I'm just. I think I'm looking too far. Oklahoma will probably won't even finish in the top eight. Let's be honest. I think they'll finish in the top six next year. Top six. I think they might get another playoff berth. So who, what's you going to be your super early playoff berth? Just one through four ranking for the end number of next season. One, you're going to hate me for this. Oklahoma. Oklahoma, number one. They're going to have an easy, easy schedule. Easy schedule. Number two seed. Bama. I, let me get there, Brady. Let me get there. Okay. My number two seed It's going to be Indiana. Indiana. I got them going undefeated with a win over Ohio State. So you didn't even have them in your pre in your preseason top no, five, but, but you I think, think they they'll work their way up. I think they worked their okay. way up. This is an Indiana team who's returning a lot, and they're uber talented. Phoenix is a monster. Yeah, and he should be healthy next year and ready to go. And after the season they had this year, they know they can do it now. So at number three, University of Alabama with one loss. At number four is where you're going to get the draw. Here's here's what here's what I'm saying. 
think Alabama is undefeated going into the SEC championship game. Georgia has one loss. Georgia beats Bama. So at number four, I'm going Georgia. So it would be Georgia versus Oklahoma. And a rematch, I, a rematch. A rematch of one of the greatest Rose Bowl games of all time, hands down. And then you have Indiana playing Alabama. That would be a great playoff. I'm th- I'm, I know I'm stepping into the win, buddy, but Indiana I have a lot of faith in. Ohio State's losing a lot. I just don't know if anybody else in the Big Ten can challenge Indiana, and how can you not put an undefeated Big Ten champ at number two? And so, this is and Indiana also, is a better team than Ohio State this, and I, all, this season. Indiana would would have played Alabama better this season. Yeah, and, and they're think, only going to uh, get better. Yeah, and I think Clemson everybody is at else is five. Get, everybody else is declining, and Indiana is going up. Yeah, I think at that five and six spot, I'm going to have Clemson and Cincinnati probably at in six. Cincinnati. Uh, Clemson, I think they end up losing a ball losing a ball game this year. Next year coming up. They play Georgia. I think it's early. I think Week it's early. One. I think Georgia beats them early. And then it's gonna be a decision between Clemson and Alabama for that for, for that uh three seed. Three three seed spot. I would say Georgia would get the three seed, but here's why I'm not giving it to Georgia. They're gonna they're gonna remake that Rose Bowl. Oklahoma's gonna want it. So I think they remake that Rose Bowl. So, uh, and then like I say, I'm gonna have Alabama's gonna. Play, I feel like Alabama will lose to Georgia by a field goal, field goal or a touchdown or four points. Someone yeah, that I'll give, it, be a close I'll give game. it a three. But in that situation, bad. Alabama can honestly afford to lose a game, just yeah. like that one year they didn't even make the championship game and they still made playoffs. Yeah. So and I think. Georgia's going. Georgia's returning so much talent next year. I think they come out. And Their just secondary absolutely. is going to be completely different. I mean, DJ's going to come in game one and have to go go up against Kirby Smart, the best defensive coach in the land. Let's be honest. Nobody can call a defense like Kirby. Nobody can do it. So uh, Clemson's going to come out. Clemson's there. defenses are going to be good as well. And no. Georgia, their offensive stride is insane. They return almost yeah. everybody on the offensive side, other than a few offensive linemen. And I so, mean, and. Georgia's just gonna be nasty next year. I'll just I'll have to leave it at that. So I'm gonna say Georgia comes out early and maybe beats Clemson by 14 to 20. Alrighty, you heard it here first. Our rankings for next season, some hot, definitely some super hot takes. And let's for next go ahead season. and tell everybody uh what happened. So we were the only podcast in the land who had a unanimous uh prediction for the winner of Clemson. Ohio other State. other than Ohio State's podcast. So, I mean, we hate to brag about it, but we told y'all so. Y'all got it. Everybody else got it wrong except me and the old cowboy. So just want to say that. Also, we just want to say congrats again to our South Carolina All-State team. Make sure to go check us out on Instagram at Birdie and the Cowboy. We post our all we post our All-State teams on there. Uh, just make sure y'all go check it out. And again, thank you for supporting our podcast. And be sure to tune in to next episode. Again, thank you for listening to Birdie and the Cowboy Sports Talk.